and we're live, Dave. Live. Happy days. So, welcome to episode 23 of the Trading Lever podcast. I'm your host, Steve Boxman, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Dave, from Boxing's First. Dave, it's Fury, uh, it's Fury and Wilder free fight week. Tell me that you are buzzing for this now. Tell me you've got the buzz for this fight, Dave. I've I've always been buzzing for it. I love this fight. I love the first one. I love the the rematch. There's so many. There's still questions for me out there. We know that Wilder's got that power, but I, I think I've found out why the the excitement is there. Obviously, I think social media has drained the fucking life out of it at times. But we don't seem to have had the press conferences we had in the previous fights, and that's where it really built for me. Obviously. We had one earlier in the build-up to this, and Wilder just decided that he wasn't speaking, and that was his choice. But when we've seen like John Fury and Wilder going at it, that's when the excitement has really built for me, and it's sort of it's more real then. At the minute, we're not seeing much from Tyson Fury. We're not seeing much from Wilder. We're getting you know a few training clips, but as it gets closer to that Saturday night, it's gonna be it's gonna be fucking unreal, isn't it? Well, Dave, we know there's reasons for that, and we'll, we'll talk a bit about our, our, our thoughts on, on the matters. But um, before we do that, let's talk about the rivalry in general. Now, I, I sent a tweet out yesterday asking people who they wanted to win this fight, and I mentioned about the rivalry and so on. Quite a few people tweeted back and replied, it's not a rivalry. Fury's too new up. We should be too new up, and so on. So <laughs> a lot of people have the thoughts that Fury was too new up, so they don't really see this as a rivalry. And, of course, they see it as just a fight that he has to take. But then on the other side, Dave, you've got people who think that when Fury was knocked down in that 12th round, he got a long count and yeah. he should have been knocked out, which again, like, I, I don't agree with that personally. But it is a rivalry, isn't it, Dave? And if you, if you think about not just the two fights, but all the stuff that's come with it as well, we, and we're going to mention some of that in a moment, the stuff before the first fight, the stuff after the first fight, and of course... The absolute mayhem and carnage that has come with the second fight, Dave, which is still going on now, yeah. which has brought us to a point where, uh, listen, some of it's been great, but it's really draining on us now. Yeah. And we need to see the end of this. We need some closure in this, Dave. We need some closure. So what are your thoughts on the actual rivalry, Dave? Are you growing tired with it just like I am? Or are you happy to see this again to keep it going? I like... The rivalry between the fighters, it's always a good thing. We've seen extreme rivalries with you know, Larry Holmes and people like jumping off cars and flying. We've seen Barrera let his hands go at press conferences. And rivalries like that, I like that. It builds a bit of spite. I know it's a sport and they say it's a gentleman's sport. But if everybody was nice to each other, it'd be shit. No, there would be no buzz there, would there? But it's it's just taken to an extreme, this fight. And it's not just the fighters, it's the fan bases. And we mentioned this when we went live on Sunday. It seems to be... A majority or a vast amount of these fans are boxing fans. There's more to it, and it, it, they're taking it far beyond boxing. Why? If, you know, if Fury loses, or if Wilder loses, or Fury wins, or Wilder wins, I don't care. I, I, I care about what happens in that ring, and, and may the best man win, and hopefully it should be an entertaining fight, and they've proven in the last two outings that they can make an entertaining fight. All this bullshit behind the scenes. It's not needed, and, and it becomes toxic very quickly especially on social media where people are hiding behind unanimous uh, you know they're hiding behind unanimous bloody accounts you can't see faces you can't see names and they're just coming out with bullshit and, and it gets it gets very toxic and i don't think that's good for for anybody especially in sport we, you know rivalries are rivalries and we see the fighters hopefully shake hands afterwards we've seen it before so you know look at Barrera and morales they couldn't stand each other but they have respect for each other and that's the main thing. You've got to respect what these two men are doing, despite your personal feelings. And at the end, we shake hands and walk away. There's no need for, for some of this stuff I've read. I'm not, I don't even get involved now. It's just not worth it. It's just toxic and it's, it's not healthy. Well, toxic is a key word there, Dave. Certainly on social media, it's become toxic. And that's why, personally, I can't wait to see the end of it. I'm really looking forward to this fight. I think I'm looking forward to it and I'm buzzing for this fight. A little bit more than what some people are or what some people like to like you to think. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm sick and tired of all the back and forth on social media. The absolute bullshit that's come with it. I, I'm really annoyed with that. And I'll be glad to see the back of that, Dave. Well, we hope so because we don't know how this is going to end, to be honest. What if it ends in a, do a draw again? <laughs> what if it ends in, in controversy? It, it just might go on forever, Dave. But... Um, 
Of course, this podcast is still going out via audio, and I know some people like to listen via audio platforms, Spotify, etc. Um, so for the benefit of those uh, listening via audio, when I read things out or when things appear on the screen from people uh, logged on um, through YouTube, I'll, I'll read it out just so you obviously know what we're talking about. I think we ain't going bloody crazy on here. But, um, <laughs> shout, out, shout out to writing Yogi. Um, um, always showing us a great appreciation. on Yeah, the yeah. Um, great comments, great feedback on YouTube and Twitter. So um, I appreciate you logging on. And uh, just a message from you there. Hard to build enthusiasm when anything attached to Fury fights has been chaos. This has certainly been chaos. Fury likes to bring the chaos. And of course, uh, like Dave mentioned earlier, we're not seeing much of that this time in terms of the two, um, Fury and Wilder, because obviously Wilder's gone quiet on it. He's keeping away from it all. Um, And I want to speak about uh, things from Wilder's side, Dave. Um, of course, after the second fight, there was a lot of controversy that, that came with it. Uh, Wilder wasn't very happy with a number of things. He wasn't happy that he was stopped, which led to him pointing fingers at people on his team, looking for people to blame. There, there were some ridiculous excuses used. I don't know how many of them came from him himself, so I'm not going to completely put the blame on him for that. A lot of his fan base jumped on with various excuses, some absolutely ridiculous ones. We've got cheap claims and so on so it's come with a lot of controversy Dave first first thing I want to ask you is look in boxing things do happen that we don't know about and dodgy stuff goes on and we speak about it on here Dave it happens there is cheating going on boxing in some ways um but what are your thoughts on on the cheat claims from Wilder and and his fan base and team and so on I just think it it there's just no, they don't stick to one accusation. For me, if they, they had any evidence of any one piece of wrongdoing, then you could look at it and take it seriously. But it started the moment Wilder did his post-fight interview and he said his suit was heavy. And then you start you're thinking, that's put a bit of a down on the fight. If you're going to bring that up, bring it up to your team afterwards and say, look, we've got this rematch clause. That suit was a bad idea. I'd fucking, we're not making that mistake again. It's a bit more classy in that. He, he, he doesn't win any points coming out with that afterwards. Absolutely zero points. He decided to wear the big daft Christmas tree looking fucking thing. It was his choice. No, he, he wasn't made to wear it. It wasn't in the contract he had to come in with it. And then it went from there and it sort of went to uh, spiked water came out. We've talked about Mark Breland questioning him as a person. That was that was really hard for him to take, and apparently he was in tears in backstage after the fight because people were questioning his integrity and his loyalty to his team. Who seemed to forget he's been there throughout Deontay's career. He's helped Deontay become the star he is today, and I thought that was a bit underhand. There was talk of was it one of the Charlos or was it somebody ringside? And they, and they encouraged the towel to be thrown. It might have been a Charlo. It was one of the Dirrells. Dirrell. It was a Dirrell, you're right. That just absolute nonsense. But at that point, Wilder hadn't really come out and backed these claims up. And it went quiet. And you could sort of accept it from people who aren't in the know. You're thinking, you're making a, an excuse for your fighter. I think it's fucking ridiculous what you're saying. But you know, I'm not going to waste too much of my breath trying to argue with you. I'll, I'll put my point across. The egg weight thing in his glove. Like he had an egg weight in his glove. Now, I'm not being funny, Steve. If I punched you with an egg weight in a glove for six, seven rounds, oh, my hand's going to be in bits. They're going to be smashed to bits. But that still was validated by a lot of these people who were just so high on Wilder. Now, you've mentioned it in the question there. Of course, we know cheating happens in boxing. We've seen it with Margarito recently. We've seen the old prior videos. We see so many. Louis Resto. We've seen so many... And that's things that we know about. And this, there will be certainly times where things have happened that we don't know about. But unless you can really put any hard evidence forward, it showed us a dents in the glove. But then they find dents in Wilder's gloves when he was fighting Oldie Harrison and they can't answer that. So, you know, it's just, for me, unless there's evidence, then we can't, we can't put it forward as a legitimate case. Let's... Yeah, my point on my point on it, Dave. If you really thought someone cheated you in that sort of way, a way that's putting, let's say, your life at danger, would you jump in the fucking ring with him again? That that that'll be my point. But look, I'm I'm not going to have a go at Wilder on all fronts because I, part of what Wilder's done since the second fight, I'm really impressed with. Um, I'm disappointed the way he took the defeat. He didn't handle it like a champion, yeah. but. He's since gone away and he, he has started to do things that a champion should do. He, he, he's gone and looked to 
to rectify the mistakes made. He, he's got Malik Scott in, who, who looks to be doing a decent job. We'll, we'll see how much of a decent job when he gets in the ring. But I think that's a good move. And he's working hard. He's, he's kept away from all the nonsense. And I, I like that side of things. He seems to have knuckled down on that front. So it's just disappointing that he is still backing up those cheat claims. And he said it, he said it this week, Dave, about... <laughs> He's expecting Fury to try and cheat again, but it's not going to be enough and so on. So from one side of things, I'm disappointed with how he's handled that defeat. But another side of things, I think he, he, he's, he's shown great sides of, of what a champion should. So I'm a bit in the middle on it, Dave. But like you said, honestly, I couldn't give a shit who wins this fight. Um, I, I've got no favoritism towards Fury. Fury, I've always liked Wilder, and I've mentioned it a number of times yeah. on this podcast, Dave. He's an entertaining fighter, and he's probably the most entertaining fighter in the division based Definitely. on the fact that he carries that power and you just know it only takes that one moment look at the first fury fight look at that look look at the knockdown right at the end and he was so close to getting that stoppage yeah. there he was when dancing like already he, yeah when it looked like he, he was on the verge of a, a points defeat dave so listen he brings excitement for me so i'm all i'm all for him but yeah i was disappointed to see where he had the way he handled the loss but like I said, there's been other things I've been quite impressed with. But yeah. um, look, look for a few of the, the messages on here. So uh, Charlie Burley, of course, I know it's not the the real Charlie Burley, but um, he, he's a regular listener and uh, follows me on Twitter and so on as well. But thank you for your input. He said he's buzzing for the fight, uh, but I don't want to get too excited because I half expect to pull out. <laughs> Fucking sad, I don't know, but it's only Wednesday tomorrow. It, it's sad that we're even thinking of these things. Uh, but of course, with... With how boxing's gone in the past few years, well, the last year in particular, you, you can't get carried away with anything. You're almost expecting something to go wrong at any moment. But listen, I, I think this fight's going to go ahead now. There, there's been doubts. Um, of course, there was the postponement uh, postponement for the original date, Dave. What are your thoughts on that postponement? Because, we, we again, we're hearing lots of rumours and lots of rubbish on social media about that. We, 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 we heard rumours of the tickets weren't uh, the tickets weren't going very well, so they wanted to hold it back so they could sell more tickets on a different date and so on. Then we hear the rumours about, obviously, uh, Fury not really having COVID and just using it, using it as an excuse just to get a little bit more time because he wasn't in good shape, he wasn't having a good camp. We've even heard rumours from Wilder's side saying he's been knocked out by Anderson in, in, in training and so on, uh, sparring and so on. But listen, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the actual postponement? Why Do you think that it was a genuine reason to postpone it or do you think there was a little bit of something dodgy? It, see, it's, they didn't do themselves any favour when you see... If Fury go to the UFC not long after that, or was it Joseph Parker, who had been training with Fury? Fury was seen out on a bar, Parker was seen out on a bar, and it makes you question the whole legitimacy of that excuse. I know Team Wilder has said that they've never seen a medical note to suggest Tyson Fury definitely had COVID. Team Fury have come out and said they've got it, and they can show it to the commission if they want to see it. They've nothing to hide. But this is boxing. We know this happens. We know. But at least... You know, the only positive is Trillam aren't involved in this fucking fight because then your odds of it never happening have gone through the roof, haven't they? So I know what Charlie's saying, and it might have been Charlie who said on Twitter, boxing fans aren't allowed nice things, and that's so true so so often. But we can only believe it when both men are in the ring, and we say it time and time again with these big fights. I will believe it when them two men are stood in the ring, Michael Buffy's got out and they're ready to get it on. And that's just how it is because we're conditioned to think like that now with the history of the sport and it's not just recent times, it's it's throughout the sport. If there's not been enough ticket sales, they'll, they'll postpone the fight. If they feel that it's gonna clash with another major sporting event, they'll postpone the fight. They won't tell you the fucking truth why. It's just the way the sport is and all we can do is hope that at this point we get it on because I don't know how social media could go for another month, two months just with this fight still hanging in the air. It's more, it's more than just the fight itself now. It, it, it ends so much bullshit once this fight's done. Fingers crossed, like you say. We hopefully we don't get a draw, but even if Wilder wins, then officially it's one-one and a draw. So there's still questions there. So hopefully it ends the bullshit. But I won't mind seeing it again and again. And it's one of them fights that I think anything can happen. Wilder can make anything happen. And Fury can make anything happen. So it is well, a good Dave, fight. Look, we, we, we've got both sides of the coin here. So I've got up on the screen at the moment. Sam O'Connor, he said, I think we're going to see the end of Wilder. Puncher's chance, of course, but Fury has his number. Um, and then I... Then I 
flick another one on the screen here. Duncan TNT. Uh, shout out to Duncan if, if you are tuned in still. Uh, he says, Wilder KO. Fury does a Dillian White impression. I'm, I'm interested to know what he means by a Dillian White impression. Does he think Fury's going to be knocked out by an uppercut? I, 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 I don't know what he's saying. Hey, Eddie said uh, Dillian White was up at eight, so that'd <laughs> be <Yeah>, fine. <laughs> Let's not go there. But listen, you've got both sides of the coin. You've got some yeah, people, of course. You've got some people who are, who are going to go with Fury again. A lot of people are, are tipping Fury and they're saying it's going to be the same. He, he, he ran through him in the second fight. What's the point of a third one? It's going to be the exact same outcome. But then you've got people who are going to look towards Wilder's power and they're going to give him that chance, Dave. And you can't write Wilder off, let's be yeah. honest. I think this is, the, this is one of the easiest fights to sit here and preview. Because let's be honest, Dave, I don't know how many previews you've listened to in the build up to this fight, but every fucking preview is the same. Exactly the same. (laughs) I expect Fury to win, right? But Wilder could knock him out at any given moment because of his power. Fury's the better boxer, but Wilder could land that right hand. It's so easy to preview on that front, isn't it, Dave? I don't think many people are going to say any different. How many people have you seen out there tipping Wilder to win on points? How many people? He's not going to fight like AJ, is he? He's not going to fight like AJ against Juzik, is he? <laughs> this is it. Now, I can't see many people tipping Wilder to win on points. No. I don't expect to see Wilder win on points. And I'm I'm, I'm going to go with everyone else on this. The one result I don't expect to see is Wilder winning on points. Wilder yeah. could knock Fury out. Fury yeah, definitely. could knock Wilder out. Fury could win on points. It could be another draw. I can't see Wilder winning a points decision. But, listen, it's boxing. Who knows? Um <laughs> Like I said, Dave, I feel like it's a really easy one to preview with that because it's hard not to say Fury's the favourite. Uh, Fury's the better boxer. Fury's going to use his size advantage and do what he did in the last fight. He, he, he's going to sit all over him. He, he, he's he's going to look to land land those shots in close. He, he's going to make it difficult with them roughhouse tactics. We know he's going to go in there with roughhouse tactics. That's what Fury's about. He goes in there, he pushes those elbows in, he leans all over you. He makes it a horrible, nice work. I can't imagine anyone going to the ring with Fury and coming out there feeling like, oh yeah, I enjoyed that fight. <laughs> it is, it's a horrible fight. And he would be a nightmare to go up against. Yeah. Look at the size of him, Dave. The amount of weight he puts on you and it's going to be difficult for Wilder, but like I said, Dave, with with, with the power, you can't completely write completely no. write the man off. People say he's barely won a round over the two fights and so on, but look, he's dropped him twice. Yes, it was in the first fight when Fury was definitely not in the best of shapes. Um, he come in a lot better shape in the second fight. What shape is he coming in in this fight, Dave? We don't know. No. We've got rumors, people saying, "Oh, Fury's at an awful camp. He's not looking great." Then you've got other rumors saying. He's in brilliant shape. He, he, he's his mind's on the fight. So listen, you can't second guess Fury. You don't know what's going on in that man's head. He gives the impression sometimes that he's not interested. He gives the impression sometimes that he's just going to walk in there and win the fight. He, he doesn't really need to put in the work. But let me tell you this: behind those scenes, he's working hard. He his mind is on that fight. I don't believe the bullshit. After shit that comes out of his mouth, you can't believe Dave. Let's be honest. So. <laughs> I don't think you can read Fury. And anyone sitting there saying, ah, Fury's not in great shape or his mind's not in this fight, listen, good luck to you if you want to bet against him. There's one man I'm not going to bet against anymore. And that, that that's Fury, Dave. I, I can't do it. I've, I've bet against him quite a few times. And listen, it, 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 egg's been on my face for that. So have you got anything different in terms of the preview for this fight, Dave? Or, or are we just on the same page as pretty much everyone else other than obviously people who are favouring Wilder? It can't be any other way, can it? I know I've mentioned, I did a YouTube video recently, mentioning that Wilder's looking to make the changes. But at 35 years old, can six months with Malik Scott turn him from a hard-hitting slugger, power puncher, to a master boxer on the back foot? It's not. not, People work a lifetime at at, at perfecting that skill. He's not. He's probably going to bring more of a jab to his game. I think he knows that Tyson... Probably he's going to employ the same game plan as in in the second fight. Why wouldn't you if it was so effective? You're going to use that. You're going to bully forward. I think the problem he had, Wilder, in the second fight was he didn't come in anywhere near heavy enough to compete with Fury for bossing that ring. He couldn't keep Fury off him. 
he didn't have the jab to do it. And once Fury got within that range, where we know Wilder's dangerous, we know he's got them long looping shots, he's not an in-range fighter, he's sort of a mid-range fighter, and he comes swinging them big hooks. We know if you're inside that distance, he isn't as effective. But Wilder couldn't stop Fury from getting within that distance, he had no jab to set him off. He had nothing coming back at Fury to put Fury off. And he didn't have the weight to physically push him back either. So I think from all the noise that's coming from Team Wilder is, he has put the weight on this time, which I think is a good move. It'll obviously have detrimental effects in speed. But does he need to be quick? The heavyweights need to be that quick. We've seen Usyk just fucking hell. He's, he's a freak though. But does Wilder need to be that quick against Fury? He needs, to, he needs to be powerful for me. He needs to be strong. He needs to be powerful because like you say, Fury's coming with one game plan. It's not going to be pretty, it's going to be nasty, it's going to be dirty, and you're going to have to find a way to get yourself out of it. And footwork and speed, I don't think Wilder's suddenly going to engage that overnight and suddenly have this fucking Muhammad Ali-esque footwork to avoid him. He's not going to be able to do that. So he's going to have to just dog with him, and it, that's what makes it a good fight. Yeah, it is an interesting one, Dave. You, you can see both sides of that. You could think Wilder could come in heavy and and it might not favor him he's not he's not going to outpower fury let's be honest yeah. but then he could come in like he's not going to outbox fury so yeah. it, it, it's a tough one let's be honest without without being cliche here wilder's best chance to win the fight is to knock him out it is oh 100 we said it with with joshua and Usyk. you're not outboxing Usyk. wilder's not outboxing fury let's be honest dave but you can't write him off and again might be the most simple preview you're ever going to see, but everyone's doing the same thing. You do you think? Do you think? Do you think Team Wild are going to be in the referees here in the dressing room saying, "Watch him on the inside"? I think they're going to look for every advantage. That there's is going to be. There's going to be a lot of pressure on everyone around the fight for this time, Dave, because of the accusations and because of the claims from the last fight. There's going to be a lot of pressure on all involved in this fight. That that's that's the referee, that's the judges, everything, Dave. There's going to be a lot of pressure on him, so it's going to be interesting, and it, it does it does add that little bit more to it, Dave. But listen, like I said, I'm looking forward to the fight. I, I could sit here and say how I think it's going to go. It might go completely different. Boxing brings up some surprises sometimes. The heavyweight division does a lot. Yeah. Okay, so listen, I just two weeks ago, <laughs> I can't wait for it, Dave. I think it's going to be a cracking fight, and there's lots of questions to be answered, Dave. But one question I want to speak about is well, a couple of questions actually. I want to speak about what's going to happen for the winner and the loser because it's an interesting one, Dave. Because we could easily see either man walking away from the sport if they lost yeah. this fight, it could easily happen. It could mentally break down Fury if he lost the fight and he could say, right, that's it, I'm, 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 my time in boxing is done. It could mentally break down Wilder again and he could say, look, I've been beaten by Fury twice now. It's hard to come back from that. Who am I going to go in and fight next? What sort of level can I get back to? Can I beat Fury if he's just beaten me twice now? So it's going to be a tough one. Either man could walk away if they lost this fight. Uh, but as for the winner, Dave... I, for me, it looks quite straightforward at the moment for the winner because of the fact that Joshua has a rematch clause with Usyk. That's probably going to happen unless something goes on and they end up pulling out that fight. That's probably going to happen. He's not going to step aside for an undisputed fight. Like Wilder wasn't willing to step aside, and I don't blame him for that. He, no. was, he, he, he deserved that third fight. He had it in the contract. That's that. I don't want to go on about that. So Joshua's probably not going to do the same. So with that there, there's going to be a little bit of weight or... Well, there's going to be a wait again for an undisputed fight. So it looks like Dillian White is going to get a shot. It looks like that's probably going to be an opponent coming up for for, for the winner. Um, can you see any other fight other than Dillian White next for the winner, Dave? And and what are your thoughts on, on what happens for the loser, whoever it is? Unless Otto Wilding can do White and then... Which I don't think is well, completely out the window, knows? is it? Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Like you say, it's the heavyweight division. And... I would blow it out of the water again, mate. <laughs> Everything would be up in smoke, mate. <laughs> It'd just spin it on its head. But I think, you're right, the winner's only got one more thing left to prove, and that's to go for that undisputed. So they'll have concentrated on, on the uh, Fuby Music rematch. They will. And I think the loser will too. And I think the loser may well 
go ahead and fight the loser of that, especially if the loser of Use It Joshua 2 is Joshua, because that is still a massive payday. Wilder versus Joshua is still a fight I'd want to see. I always wanted to see that fight, because they both got massive, massive attributes that are, that are great, but they both got massive vulnerabilities, if you ask me. If Yuzik loses that fight, do, does Wilder want to go, or Fury want to go and face Yuzik? Maybe they'd be a bit less inclined to, because you, you're never going to look good against Yuzik. There's a good chance he's going to make you look daft. And is the money there to fight Yuzik? Even though he's currently the unified heavyweight champion, I don't think the following's there as it is with AJ. It's definitely not. It's 100% not. So I think if AJ loses that second fight, the loser of Fury Wilder 3 may well take that as a bow out. Because it's Dave, I, I said it. I said it last week when we did a live, Dave. I'll be more than happy, more than happy to see the losers and the winners fight yep. each other. I would be more than happy to see that. Will it work out like that? Probably not. But <laughs> listen, I, I'd be more than happy to see that, Dave. But one thing for me, right? And I know I've just mentioned it there, and talking about if if Fury lost, could he walk away? If Wilder lost, could he walk away? And you also look at it, if, if Joshua loses the rematch against Usyk, could he walk away? Yeah. One thing I don't want to see, I don't want to see any of them walk away yet. There, there's still more to this for me. I, I still want to see all combinations of fights between these guys. And if Usyk's in that mix as well, if he beats Joshua again in the rematch, then all, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm up for seeing Usyk against Wilder. I'm up for seeing Joshua against Wilder. That's a fight I've always wanted to see. Joshua against Fury. I'm more than happy to see all these fights, regardless of how many losses these guys have got on their record. They're good fights, and, and we want to see these fights in the division. There's other guys coming through as well, and they're going to be knocking on doors. Of course, Joe Joyce is going to want his yeah. shot at WBO once that rematch between Joshua and um, Usyk has taken place. So, listen... It, it, we spoke about it last week. There could be some exciting times for the division. As much as people seem annoyed that we didn't get Fury and Joshua and they feel like he's gone now, there's still lots of good fights to take place, Dave. And listen, I'd love any combination of fights between those guys. So let, let's see what it brings us, Dave. But Big Sin says if, if Wilder loses, he will box Joshua. Uh, that's the biggest slug, uh, slugfest in heavyweight boxing today. Um, listen, I've said I've I'll, I'll always wanted to see that fight and I'd still be more keen to see it. But judging by the Joshua we've got at the minute, <laughs> he's not going to go out there and have a slugfest with Wilder, is he? Because it's not going to end very well. But who knows? Maybe the aggressive Joshua will we come need back. Him back. And we've spoken about maybe some changes being made, whether that's a new trainer or just different members of his team. But let's see. Listen, but like I said, Dave, there could be some exciting times for the division. So I'm all for it. Let's see some of those fights. But well, imagine, imagine if Joe Frazier walked away when Foreman absolutely smashed him to pieces. We would never yeah. have got the thriller. We'd never have got That's the thriller it. in Manila. You, it with, without, without being unfair and comparing these guys to that, it, it's just no, but, yeah. you don't want to see guys walking away after defeats. You want to no. see them come back and you want to see how they can handle that defeat and whether they... Because fighters can lose two, three fights and still come back and be a world champion. Yeah. It happens. We've seen it with a lot of fighters where people write them off. It happened with Roberto Duran. People write them off and say they're done, they're finished, and all of a sudden, boom. The greatest yeah. fighters can can pull out, even if it's just that one last great performance. They can do it, and they can pull that out of the bag, Dave. So you can, you can never write people off. And I'm not saying these guys are up there with the greats. I'm, I'm definitely not saying that, but... They're the best of their time, Dave, and we, we want to see them going up against each other. So, listen, good luck to them all. And like I said, I hope to see I hope to see some more big fights between them. But, um, Dave, going back to Fury and Wilder, um, let's look at the undercard, Dave. It's pretty good undercard, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what fight stands out for you? Because there's quite a few and obviously some big heavyweight fights on there. Should yeah, be some, yeah. Should be some really exciting battles on there, of course. Um, they've brought over those fights from the original one, the card. So, um, listen, I'm more than looking forward to this card, let alone the fight. The Hellenius Adam Kanachki fight stands out for me. That was a great fight the first time. And Adam was on, he was like the next coming, wasn't he, before he lost to Hellenius. And Hellenius, he's just one of them fighters. He, he's not the fastest, he's not the most powerful, but you're going to have to nail him down to keep him down because he, he just walks you down, he'll keep walking you down, he's hard as they come, he's tough, and he just likes to fight, and the way he put him away last time, Kanachki, was incredible, so can Adam come back from that, 
uh, you know, he's facing his demons there. We know that Alenius has been in camp with Wilder, so that's not bad preparation. He's going to, you know, he's going to definitely taken his lumps in, in preparation. I'm looking forward to that. The Ajagba fight, Frank Sanchez, I think that's good. There are two fighters that they weren't the best in the last outings, but they've proven before. The excitement, but definitely a Jagber. If he lands, he, he's wilder. He's like wilder version two, isn't he? He, you know, you can beat him for eleven rounds, but he'll knock you out in the twelfth. He's just got that excitement. Sanchez is a bit more skilled, a bit less powerful, so we've got a good fight there. I don't know how they put this card on because we've had. Look at the Joshua card. They just made it all about that main event, and, and anything below it, it was just crap. And it, it, you've got to say how it is. It was shit. But now we've got. Fury and Wilder, which is a fight on its own, which people would have bought just for that. But they put this card on, and you you got to give them credit card, for that. It's it is a, a card. card. This is a pay-per-view card, and I don't care what people say. Some people will still have a go at it, but this is a pay-per-view card. When you see a pay-per-view card, this is the sort of card you want to yeah. see. It's leveled with fights, Dave. There's some really competitive fights on there. Exactly. You've mentioned a few of them. Jagber and Sanchez, Hellenius and Kawanaki. They're not easy calls. They're not easy calls. So, listen, that's what you want to see with a pay-per-view card. There's three or four fights that could go either way. And I'm not complaining, mate. I'm looking yeah. forward to this card a hell of a lot, Dave. I really am. We've got a, a few messages coming in. I, I'm going to get back to a few of them in a moment. Big Sin, you've sent one in. I, I want to discuss that one shortly. So, I'll, I'll come back to that in a moment. But uh, we're going to move on from the fight because we're going to come back to the fight uh, a little bit later when we go through our uh, predictions for the fight. Uh, but moving on from that day, I want to stick with Tyson Fury for a moment because uh, quite an inch off, a funny quote I found quite funny anyway um, that I read earlier. It was uh, it was in an interview on Boxing Social. Uh, shout out to the guys on Boxing Social. Uh, but he said that if Tommy Fury can't splatter Jake Paul, then he will retire him himself. And he, he basically <laughs> said if, if he can't knock out a YouTuber, then he might have to change his name. He might not be called a Fury anymore. So, <laughs> listen, I, I don't I don't want to talk too much about it because, listen, it's not really my thing, but I've got nothing against Jake Paul. He's making his money. He's bringing some eyes to the sport, whatever people want to say. But what, what do you reckon about that? It's, it's got to be a good shout. If Tommy Fury can't beat Jake Paul, then there's not much of a future for him, really, is there? Well, people are questioning Jake Paul's resume, which he's right because he's fighting fucking other YouTubers, UFC stars. But look at Tommy Fury, he's not going much better. And who's looked the better fighter? Well, you know, I don't want to say it. That last fight was fucking awful. <laughs> Easy was about two foot tall that he was exactly. fighting, and you couldn't stop him. So I don't know. Exactly. It's no. Love Island, mate. This is this is no exactly. I think there's questions to answer anyway. How the fuck is Tommy Fury looking like he is in that physical condition? Pretty boy, and then you've got Tyson who's walking around like some our fucking Lord of the Rings bouncing about. You, you would never have picked those two. Right, <laughs> listen, on, on, on to some other news, Dave. Um, there's a new promotional company in town. Yes. Now. Richard Schaefer, we know, he's been around boxing for a long time. He, he's most associated with Golden Boy um, in, their, in their heyday. And he's got a new promotional team called Prevalum. And, of course, we've heard a few fighters signing with him today. We've got Badu Jack that signed up with them. So what are your thoughts on this? This, surely, we've got a lot of promotional teams. Yeah. Right? If, if he's going to start putting on some big fights, is, is this a good thing or is it a bad thing at top-level boxing? Well, only time will tell, won't it? Sam Regis' progress as well today. She's fucking incredible. Good. Incredible. I would never have seen that coming. Uh, the trouble is, the, the promotional outfits we've got now are struggling to, to sit down together and talk and, and create fights. So, does another one dilute it even further and, and withhold even more fights? That's the, that's the fear. If it does, then... Boxing shot itself in the foot big time, but I'd love to see what contracts you've offered them to because you, you're walking into the unknown and they're two good quality stars in their own right. Yeah, and, and who are they going to bring over to fight them? That's exactly. Well, There's nobody there, is there? They can't keep in-house fights, so they're going to have to go and work with somebody. So it'd be interesting to see how this unfolds. I put a post out and said this could either be really good or it could be really fucking bad. There's no middle ground here. There's, there's nothing and only time will tell where, yeah. where this fight goes. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one to see, Dave. But yeah, really big news seeing the couple of guys they've signed already. So 
we'll have to see how it goes, Dave. But I just hope we don't get more promotional wars and, and more fights lost out on. So, but if they can get some good fights, good fights made, listen, bring it on. But um, another message on here from, from Charlie. Um, he said he's struggling Saturday. Uh, we've got the DAZN card, which is really good. A couple of fights on BT, which he likes. Uh, and then the Fury and Wilder undercard before the main event. <laughs> How am I sleeping Sunday? That's a good thing. I don't think, I don't think I'm going to get much sleep on a Sunday. No. And we're doing our live on a Sunday, Dave. I'm not missing it. 2 p.m. <laughs> those of you tuning in now, we're not going to do the, the actual podcast live every week, but we will be doing a live on a Sunday. That's going to be every single week at 2 p.m. Thanks to those who have already tuned into that. But that's going to be a struggle. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be a little bit worse for wear. I might have my hood over my head. I might uh, have my sunglasses on <laughs> because that's going to be a tough one. Getting you look like Wilder, a presser. Boxing fans go through it, don't we? So, but listen, we're 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 going to talk about we're going to talk about the matchroom card now. Um, as just mentioned, the disown card. So. It's in Liverpool. Some some good fights for the Liverpool fans. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be absolutely buzzing for that. The tickets sold out. It's going to be a big night in Liverpool. Eddie Hearn's built it up as the biggest night in Liverpool boxing and so on. I don't know whether that's true, but um, it, it's a good card. It's a good card. And compared to some of the cards we've seen on the zone recently, yeah. it's a very good card. And I like the headline fight. Um, we've got Liam Smith against Anthony Fowler. Now, to speak about both of them, Liam Smith's of course been a world champion. He's fought Canelo. Um, he, he's been in he's been in some good fights, uh, Mungir as well. And of course, his last fight against Kerbinov, he, he was probably unfortunate. Bullshit, he went out to Russia. It was a close fight. He could have gotten the decision. He sees it as he got robbed. It, it's one of those. You're away from home. It is a close fight. It, it could have gone either way, but he'll feel hard done by about that. But. He's going in against the guy who hasn't fought anyone anywhere near the level of Liam Smith. But he's been around and, and he keeps being hyped up by a matchroom. And of course, they've had him on the cars. He, he's not very well liked around social media. Let's be honest, Dave. He, he, his promotion of uh, the CBD uh, PD oil doesn't do him any favours either. He gets so much stick on there. So for Liam Smith walking in, he's thinking, I'm going into this fight. This is going to be a breeze for me. Fowler's going to be going in knowing if he beats Liam Smith, he's in a bloody good position after yeah. that. So it's a very interesting one, Dave. But is it a must win for both guys? Surely it is a must win for both guys. Because if Smith loses to Fowler, he's made a big thing about he's never lost to an English fight. He's never lost to a UK fight. Never lost to a domestic fight. He's only lost to the likes of Canelo Alvarez, McGee, as I mentioned, Kerbinov. So... He's thinking, I'm winning this. So if he loses to Anthony Fowler, that's going to be a huge blow. And of course, Anthony Fowler, this is the biggest step up of his career. He's been fighting some absolute shockers recently. Um, and of course, he, he he had that step up against Fitzgerald, which he lost. So if he loses it, where the hell does it send yeah. him? So it is a must win for both fighters, surely, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, it is. And I do feel sorry for Liam Swift. That Mungia fight's a brilliant fight. He fucking performed well there. And I, I believe if he fights Kerbinov anywhere else in the world, he gets the knockdown. I felt he won that fight, and I don't think it was too close, you know. But it's a bit uh, hypocritical for an Englishman saying that an Englishman got robbed abroad because we we get them over all the time, fighters, and they get robbed over here. So you've got to swallow it. And, and it must be a bit of pill to swallow, but it's one that he has to swallow. When his fight was announced, I liked it. I liked it. And straight away, I said, it's, it's Smith's. It's, he fight at too high of a level. He's proven against Kerbinov last time out. He's still very much got a lot left to offer. Washed. He's definitely not washed. Not washed at all. And, and Fowler, he, he got... Out four, out boxed, out four of Fitzgerald, and I'm from where Fitzgerald's from originally, and I know people who know Fitzgerald, and I know that his preparation for that Fowler fight wasn't what a professional fighter should be doing, so he didn't get the full version of Fitzgerald, and it was still convincing enough. He even dropped him in that last round, didn't he? So he's got questions to answer, and a loss to Smith, it, 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 the questions just get harder and harder to answer, and somebody's commented there, I can see it at the side that. Shane McGuigan could be, oh, you put it on the screen, Shane McGuigan. And I've said that looking at it since. I think that that is the only thing that I can, I can give us an advantage to follow where I can think. Yeah. He's had time with McGuigan now. He's been with McGuigan, what, a good 12 months? 
He's, he's had time, and McGuigan, I like him. He, he can shape a fighter. We've seen what he's done to a call. He's, he's changed little things, and all them little things have added into a, a completely different fighter. And if he can do that with Fowler, we might get the Fowler that everybody keeps talking about, but nobody's seen yet. Yeah, but, that's, yeah. It. that's it, Dave. I, I've mentioned to you, I, I've got a lot of praise for... I've got a lot of praise for Shane McGuigan. I like him as yeah. a trainer. And like you've mentioned, a few guys he, he's done a good job with. And I think I've seen the improvements in Fowler already. Um, he's definitely going to utilise his strength. Let's be honest, Dave. He, he's a big guy at 154 yeah, pounds. He he's got to use that side. He has got a decent jab. And I think someone like Shane McGuigan is perfect for him. I think that's yeah. a great move. And I think if, listen, like SK, uh, SK from Ket has said there, Dave, if, if anyone can do it, it's Shane McGuigan. But yeah. it is a big ask. You are fighting against a guy who's been fighting at world level for quite some time now. He's been a world champion. So, listen, I'm 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 looking forward to the fight. But like I said, Dave, it is, it's a must win for both in my eyes. Yeah. I can't see where Smith would go if he loses to a fighter like, like Fowler. And if, if Fowler's losing his second big step up, where does he go? It, it, it's a tough, it's a tough sell from that position. So very interesting fight, Dave. And of course the the card is quite interesting as well. There's a few good fights on there. I like yeah. the Cheeseman Williams yeah, fight. Yeah. Good one. Uh, there's a few other decent fights on there. Dave, is there any fights on that card that you you've got? I haven't got the Dave? card in front of me, but definitely the two two you've mentioned. Cheeseman's from the bloody Sam Eginton School of Hard Knocks, isn't he? Uh, so he's always entertaining. And Williamson's not a mug either. So that's definitely a fight that I'm interested in. I'll just bring in the card up now to see lower down the order. But I remember reading it back and thinking, Eddie Hearn's not talking shit for once. That is a good card. That is a solid card. And to have it the night before Fury fights Wilder is genius because people are geared up. You know, you're round at your mate's house, you're geared up for boxing. What are you going to watch on the Saturday night? You're going to watch the fight over on the zone, aren't you? So definitely... Definitely pulled a, a, a trick out the bag there. Here we are. Got Shannon Court. is on there. Oh, the Solomon Darkers. That's who I was looking at. The so yeah. Sokolowski fight. That's yeah, a that's fucking good fight, man. Yeah, yeah. Right, Leo, Yo, I, know I, you're looking for, I know you're looking forward to seeing Shannon Courtney fight, Dave. Yeah, set me record up for that just in case, you know. <laughs> No, but listen, like you said, Dave, with with the Fury and Wilder fight late, SK from Ket has asked what time it. God knows what time it uh, it starts, but it's going to be a late one for us. We've got the matchroom card. You've got the BT card as well. Then yeah. we're staying up for the Fury and Wilder fight. Listen, like I said, it's going to be dark times. I'm I'm going to have to I'm going to have to knock back a few beers. Somehow I'm going to have to keep myself awake and and to fly through Sunday. But yeah, I don't imagine getting much sleep on a Sunday. The joys of UK boxing fans and watching the big fights across the pond. And uh, I've got Checkmate Boxing up on the screen here. Um, funny guy on Twitter, I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> yeah, so shout out to Checkmate Boxing. Listen, I know, I, and I've been I've been seeing his tweets over the last few weeks. He, he, he he's, he's looking at Wilder punishing Fury in this one. Um, and listen, it is what it is. I, you probably wasn't on earlier when I was talking about. I'm I'm not pro Fury. I'm not pro Wilder. Listen, I, I can't wait to see the fight. I'm buzzing for this fight, and I don't care who wins. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not one of those people that say I've got to support Fury because he's from the UK. It is what it is. If it's a great fight, I don't care who wins. Yeah. It, it, as long as long as I get my entertainment watching the fight, that's all I'm interested in. And I, and I've enjoyed the the rivalry so far. Like I said, I, I look at it as a rivalry. Some look at it and saying it's not a rivalry. Fury battered him in the second fight. I don't give a shit about all that, mate. At the end of the day, trilogy's here. Bring it on. It's a big night of boxing. We had a big fight last week with Usyk and AJ, and obviously Usyk pulled it out of the bag. So let's see. Let's see what happens in this. Listen, it wouldn't be a crazy thing to see both Joshua and um, Fury both lose. I, yeah. I said it a few weeks back, Dave. It's just it's the way things go, mate. But I can't wait for it. And I'm sure I'm sure people out there who are saying they're, they're not really looking forward to it or they don't need to see it. I'm sure they're they're starting to get a bit of a buzz now, and and they're up for a good weekend's boxing because that's what we've got in front of us, Dave. And there's been a couple of weeks recently. Last week there was nothing to watch. Champion card. Eubank Jr.'s fight didn't happen. There wasn't much to watch. I didn't even watch it, to be honest. So I'm not complaining with this this weekend. It's great action. Um, I'm hoping it all lives up to the hype. And 
listen, the aftermath is going to be incredible. So I'm sure Checkmate Boxing will be involved in the aftermath if Wilder wins. And listen, I'm having no media, part of it. No, listen, it, it, social media, stay off of social media after this fight. Whoever wins, it doesn't matter. It's going to go off. Yeah. It's going to be explosive. But I can't wait to, to, to be on the live on Sunday to, to look back at it. Definitely. Look forward to that. So again, make sure you tune in on Sunday from 2 p.m. Can't wait for that one when we go live and, and, and we look at the fight and see how the weekend's boxing win. But listen, um, we're going to have a quick mention of the BT card. We, we haven't got too much time to discuss every fight and to break it all down. We'll be here all night, Dave. Uh, but... The BT card, we've got Cunningham against Foster. That's a good fight. Cunningham yeah. obviously coming off the back of a very good win against Shafai. Foster's had a couple of good wins and he's got a few defences of his title. So that, that's an interesting fight. And then you've got uh, Callum Johnson, another another run out for him. And it'll be interesting to see if he comes out and gets another early stoppage because we want to see where he's going from here. Who's he going to fight next? Is he going to be looking towards... The, the, the winner of the Yard and Arthur fight, is he going to be looking more towards world-level fights again? So, listen, uh, Callum Johnson's an exciting fight to watch. So, hopefully, he can stay injury-free and we can see some good fights on him. But, I don't know. Um, I don't know how, how I'm going to manage watching all these fights today. Uh, <laughs> would you like to look at that BT card as well? Yeah, yeah. Like you mentioned there, that Cunningham-Foster fight's good. Uh, Cunningham's fought a better opposition, no two ways about it, but he's he suffered his losses in, in them fights. He even mentioned his cell, if he lost to Yafai, Gamal Yafai, in his last outing, he, he would have looked at calling it a day. Obviously, he'd already lost to Cal Yafai, so he'd have had two, two defeats to the Yafai family. But he's been in there with Michael Conlon, Jordan Gale, Reese Bellotti. He has been in there and tasted it at that level. So... He, he carries that experience into that fight. I'd favour Foster, I think. Foster seems to have the momentum and he's looking up and he, his future is looking bright. But, you know, these these wily fighters who have been in there and they've been around and they've tasted it, they, they, they can pull off these upsets. So it's definitely a good fight. Why Frank's going against Eddie on, on this night is beyond me. You go Friday night and, and share the viewership. It would have made sense, yeah. It would have made sense. But I don't know. I don't know. Did he have the, the, the date originally? I'm not sure. Maybe. I mean, they always have their little little feuds, so they're going to be stubborn <laughs> about it. So, listen, it is what it is. But I, I'm going to go back. I want to go back to this uh, from Big Sin. Um, he said, lads, would you like to see a World Super Series in the heavyweight division? Which eight boxers would you pick to enter the competition? Now, whenever I get this question, I've seen it a lot on social media. I, I, I like to keep it realistic. We're not going to see Wilder. We're not going to see Joshua Fury, all of these guys in there. But there are some good fights just below that sort of level where, where we could get guys in. So you get the likes of Daniel Dubois in. You get the likes of up-and-coming fighters maybe we've got Hergovic there as well yeah. guys like that who, who are in and around it who probably think they're at a stage where they can break onto that Tony Yoko I don't really rate that guy myself no. but get those sort of guys in there put them up against each other see where they're really at because if they want to break through if they want to break through those doors and get those world title fights and to really be in a position where they they can they can be in with a chance of winning those world title fights, then they've got to fight each other. And there's a lot of people in, in that next tier there, isn't there, Dave? And you've also got other guys you could throw in there, um, like the young Luis Ortiz, who is <laughs> fighting fit at about 28 years old. So get him in there. But listen, yeah, I, I'm more realistic with it. Um, I don't think I don't think you're going to get the big fighters in there. So why not go for that next year? And listen, heavyweight division, you can get some you can get some good fights. And we're going to see a lot of those fights on the Fury and Wilder card, not just the main event, but uh, some on the undercard as well this weekend. So good question. David, anyone else you, you'd like to see in that if there was a World Super Series at heavyweight? Uh, I think he's not the most liked fighter, but Huey Fury, I think, has got to start doing something. So that would be an opportunity for him to go in and try and move his career along because he's going nowhere very fast, is he? He, he went in there with Pulev when uh, Dillian wouldn't, and he took he took his opportunities. He had to go at Parker, and it wasn't a whitewash. He wasn't completely embarrassed by Parker. But he's just not the most attractive fighter to watch. He's, he's sort of very safety first. If he can get that out of his game, maybe we get a different fighter. But it's certainly be a platform for a lot of these guys. The Adelaide, David Adelaide, you got Sanchez and Ajegberg fighting this weekend. They, I'm sure that they'd like a competition like that and it propels them 
Because just below that world level, you've obviously got Joe Joyce knocking on the door because he's managed your situation. But who who else would you put alongside Joe at this moment in time? There's sort of a void there. So that a competition like that could throw in the next challenger to the, to the crown. It'd be an amazing idea. Yeah, do you know what? Joe Joyce is an interesting one now because he's in a position where, of course, he's got that mandatory shot. So it's it's whether they think... Is it worth risking against certain fighters? It's probably not. But at the same time, you want to keep him on that run. You, you don't want to put him in there with guys he's just going to walk through in a few rounds. So we want to see Joe Joyce tested before that that probable mandatory shot, which should come after uh, Joshua Nusik too. So it's an interesting one with him. Um, what, it is with, what it is with Joyce, though, he doesn't seem to be avoiding any names. He's, no, he's, he's... Listen, from his point of view, I don't think so. But you just look at it and you think maybe they might not want to take that risk. So, it will, like I said, Dave, it's going to be interesting to see who's next because they're still talking about some good level fights for him. So, I'm, I'm very keen to see yeah. who he is going to fight next and when he's going to be out next because it's going to be a little bit of a wait. They're talking March for Joshua and Usyk too. So, it's, you're going to put another six months on top of that yeah. before he gets his shot. So, he's still got a bit of time. He could fit in two fights before then. So... Who's he going to go after um, and how much risk are they going to take? And listen, I, I look forward to it. Like I said, the heavyweight division, as much as people like to, to dig at it and call it a load of shit these days, there's some good fights to look forward to and yeah. some good probable fights. But listen, checkmate, you're not you're, you're not going to be happy with my prediction in a moment. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. Now, like I said, I, I couldn't care less who wins. I hope to see a good fight, but... I've got to go with what I think is going to happen. And like I said earlier, listen, it's probably the most obvious prediction and the obvious preview because most people are saying the same thing. But listen, I look forward to the fight. And if it ends completely different to what I said, so be it. I don't care. As long as Dave don't get some points on me in the prediction league, I'm, I'm all good, mate. So we're going to, Dave, we're going to, we're going to finish with our predictions um, as we always do. Um, so we're going to go through five predictions for those of you who haven't watched or, or listened before. Um, me and Dave have had two rounds of predictions. Now we go with a 10 week um, run of predictions and we've got a point system where you get three points if you guess or correctly guess the, the winner and the method of victory. And we've got one point if you just guess the correct winner. So first round went to Dave. I come back in it got myself up for the rematch, won the rematch by KO. It was pretty comfortable in the end. So this one's going to be interesting. Dave's got a one-point lead because he, he had Usyk to beat Joshua. So he's, he's nicked ahead of me by a one. So this week, there's five predictions. And listen, like I said, there's some 50-50 fights there, Dave. So chance for some big points here. Chance for some big points here. So we're going to start off, of course, with the big one, Dave. Fury against Wilder. I've pretty much said my prediction. I think... Fury's going to win on points. I don't think he's going to stop him this time. There's going to be troubled moments. Wilder's going to have his moments. And of course, he's got a chance. I'm going to be that guy. He's got a chance because he's got ridiculous power. But I think Fury's going to take a points decision. I think he's going to wear him down. I don't think he's going to stop him this time. But points, Fury, that, that, that's, that's my prediction. Can't wait for the fight. Dave, what are you going with? I'm going with Fury stoppage, but I think it starts off very nervy. It's not going to be a one-sided blast out like it was last time. I, I think in the second fight, Wilder was like a rabbit in the headlights. He didn't expect the Fury that turned up. He'll be ready for that now, and I think the extra weight that is always going to be a positive, and I think he's going to come out aggressive, looking to take Fury's head off. Can he do that for... I've mentioned his engine. He has got a good engine, but if he goes too fast, too quick... He's, he's going to tire. I think Fury's going to only enhance that. He's only going to speed that up by working that body. And like we say, we know what he's like on the clinches. He'll pull him down. He'll lean on him. He'll walk him into the ropes. He'll do every dirty trick in the book to drain Wilder. And I can see Fury slowly taking over. So it will be nervy moments early. But I think 6-9, to nine, we're looking at Fury stopping it. And it won't be a knockout. He's not going to knock Wilder out. I think the referee, because nobody in that corner is going to throw a towel in. There's no towels allowed in that venue that night. I think the referee is just going to say, look, enough. We can't let this continue. And it'll be a Fury stoppage. And, and then it'll be social media blackout for at least 24 hours. Let's see it, mate. Let's see it. Bring it on. Like I said, can't wait for the fight, Dave. Any other predictions? Just drop them in the chat. Feel free to, to add yours in the chat there. 
uh, like we've got up on the screen there from SK Bromquette, who says he thinks Fury's going to win in the seventh round. Uh, next one, Dave on the undercard. Last time out, Helenius got the stoppage win over Kaunaki. It was seen as a big shock, but he's going to be a little bit more favoured this time. But what are you going with for your prediction on this one? Yeah, I'm going repeat. I think Adam can't keep up with him. He can't keep him off him. I don't think that's going to change in the rematch. I think he's just going to keep walking him down. He, he's very George Joyce-esque for me, Hellenius. He's just, he doesn't seem to do anything great, but he, he, he doesn't stop. He's relentless. He just walks him down and he's much bigger than Adam. And again, he's just going to tear him down. And that stoppage was, it was convincing. You know, Adam was out on the rope. So I'm going repeat. I'm going Hellenius to stop him again. We're going to have a big swing here, Dave, because yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Kaunaki to get his revenge. Uh, but I think he's going to do it by uh, via a points decision. I think he's going to get the win uh, on points. I think he's going to come back very hungry. He he turned down a shot at Joshua when Ruiz jumped in there and, of course, shot uh, Joshua in the first fight. And it, it might have been a wise decision for him at that point. But then, obviously, that defeat was crushing for him, very yeah. crushing. But I think he's going to come back. I think he does. He Listen, I get what you're saying, but he, he's a very active fighter, Kaunaki. And I think if he shows up and his hands bees on show and he's letting his hands go, I, I think I think he will be a little bit more cautious this time. But I think he, he's going to outwork Hellenius to, to get that. Hellenius is that little bit older now as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of years. But listen, that's going to be a good fight again. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, one that's very tough to call for me, Dave. Another heavyweight fight on that card. A Jagber against Sanchez. A Jagber, we know, has got huge power as yeah. well. Sanchez, I just don't know what to make of him at the moment. I've seen him in certain fights and thought, yeah, he looks all right. And then I've seen him in others and just not really impressed. But he's he's a big Cuban. And yeah. we know they're capable of, of eking out these wins. So it's going to be an interesting one. But who are you going with on that one, Dave? I'm going Sanchez. I'm going Sanchez. It's a 10-rounder, so I can't see him going 10. I think if it does go to points, you've got to favour Sanchez. I think a Jagba stunk the place out last time, but he can because he only needs one shot, so he knows that he's, he's not going to worry about going behind on points. He's not going to worry about trailing in the fight. I think Sanchez is just a bit too clever to get caught cold by a Jagba. And a, 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 he could make me look very foolish on Saturday night. He could stove him in because it is that type of fight where... A Jagba can just flick that switch and it's out. But I think if he fought 10 times, I'd favour Sanchez to win nine, but there's always that, that shock factor. So I am going Sanchez, but like you say, it's, it's by no means a, a guarantee. Yeah, I'm, well, that one I'm sticking with. I'm going with you, Dave. I, I've got Sanchez to take a points decision. I think, like like we say, with Jagba, he's got the power... Uh, but I think he can be outboxed. I, I really yeah. do. And he's had a few performances as well where I just thought, yeah, maybe the hype around him. And obviously he's been let go. He was let go by um, by PVC and he's been picked up by a top rank as well. But I don't know. I don't know. He, he's he's a dangerous fighter. But yeah, as much as I've not been impressed in certain fights with Sanchez, I, I think he can get a decision in this one. So... I'm going Sanchez on points as well, Dave. Final two, Dave. We're going over to the matchroom card. We've got a few predictions going in. A lot of people going for Fury in here. Um, see, we've got a lot of UK boxing fans tuning in. <laughs> Checkmate, I know you're going for Wilder by KO. Um, anyone else Anyone else out there going for Wilder? KO, we had uh, Dynamite TNT that went for it yeah. as well. So anyone else going for Wilder, just drop, drop it in the comments. Let, let, let's see you. Um, but the last two, Dave, uh, the matchroom card, obviously, we'll start with the headliner. So we spoke we spoke about this fight already, and it's a must-win fight for both guys for different reasons. But um, Smith against Fowler, Dave, the big Liverpudlian fight. Who's taking it? I'm going Smith. I'm going to stick with my original prediction. I'm going to get him to stop Fowler. I think there was worry that Smith, after that loss to Kerbenov, which is questionable, is he going to start? tapering off towards the end of his career. But an all-Liverpool fight at the Echo, or whatever they call it these days, is just the fight he needs to spark him to get that fire back inside him. And I think we'll see a uh, uh, vintage Liam Smith, a, a quality Liam Smith. He's a good, aggressive fighter. Like you say, Fowler's strong, but there is holes in his game. He does look vulnerable at times. I just think Smith's just going to be well up for this. And a, and a geared-up Liam Smith is far too much for Anthony Fowler for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Smith on points, Dave. Uh, I just think 
he's got the experience. He he's been in those big fights before. He he's been a world champion. He's been in with some of the best around his weight division. So he's going to use all of that experience in this fight. And like we said, we see him in that Kerbinov fight. He was far from washed. He's still a quality fighter, Dave, and he still wants to be challenging for those titles. And of yeah. course, he wants to get back to that after that Kerbinov defeat, which he will feel was he was hard done by. Then he's going to have to beat someone like like Fowler. So I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna get the the points win. I I, I don't think he's gonna stop him. I, again, I think Fowler's gonna Fowler's gonna have his moments, and and McGuigan's gonna have to get him using that size. He's gonna get him after using that jab, and it's gonna be an interesting fight. And I think it could be a bit of a, a battle at times. There could be a few rounds where we see these two going at it. And I think as long as Smith is not taking him lightly, which it sounds like he is with his talking, but he's too professional. <laughs> But as long as he's not taking him lightly and he's not just going in there thinking it's Anthony Fowler, I'm going to beat him easy. As long as he's doing and he goes in there, I, I think he, he's good enough to be able to get that points decision. But listen, massive fight for Fowler. Absolutely huge fight for Fowler. So if he wants to if he wants to really show people what he's about, go in there and, and beat Liam Smith. So looking forward to it, Dave. And then lastly, a, a man who is always in action fights. The man who, who blocks punches with his face, he just goes out to war pretty much every time he gets in there. And that, that's Ted Cheeseman, Dave. He's taken yeah. on Troy Williamson. And this is a really good fight. And I like this. And I'm not expecting anything other than the norm from Cheeseman. And I'm expecting to see another absolute classic of him taking punches, giving them back. And just some rounds where you think, how, how are these two still standing? Yeah. And listen, he, he had a good win last time out. Very good win. Um, good performance as well. And he obviously got the stoppage as well. So I'm looking forward to this one, Dave. Um, how do you see this fight? It's a tough one to call. It is a tough one. He's got the makings of a, of a good fight. Not only his last time out, Eggington, when he, uh, when he beat Eggington, cheese man. That's another result because Eggington's gone on and done well. Done well. I know that Eggington felt hard done to, but it was a close fight. But obviously, cheese man getting the even keeping it close, and uh, I thought he snuck the win. And seeing what Eggington's gone on done uh, since just shows you that Cheeseman, he's, he's a quality fighter. Like you say, he's got the old British Ricky Atten style, and you hit me, but I'm going to come and hit you back. <laughs> There's no sweet science when it comes to these boys, and that's what make them fun to watch. They are great to watch. It's not really good for the families and friends at home. We're probably worried. Williamson's hard, though. He's, not, he's, you know, he's no walk-off. He'll be there to punish him as well. But I think... Cheeseman operating at the level that he has and, and the momentum he's got beneath him, I think it's enough to see him through. I fancy Cheeseman to... Yeah, he's stoppage. I've got Cheeseman. I'm going all stoppages this week. <laughs> I'm loving the knockouts. So I'm going Cheeseman yeah, listen, stoppage. This, this prediction league, it could be over by the end of this week. <laughs> we're, going, we're going way off field here with each other. So I'm, I'm going with Cheeseman as well. But it's a tough call because, yeah. listen, it's going to be a close fight. It's going to be a good fight. But I think Matram card, Cheeseman, I think if it goes to points, I see him getting it. He's not fighting another Matram fighter this time. Um, I know he's had close fights before, like you said, with Eggington. And, of course, Fitzgerald, where he felt like he was unlucky yeah, yeah. Uh, on that decision as well. And I, I probably thought he, he, he could have got something out of that one. So... Yeah, I, I think Cheeseman will eke out a decision. But again, it's going to be a good fight. And listen, I love watching Cheeseman fight. As, <laughs> as limited as he might seem at times, he, he's a good watch. So yeah. looking forward to it. And he, he's going to make that card that little bit more exciting. And uh, thanks to those who've sent in their predictions uh, through the chat. So uh, Dow in particular, have sent a few there. Charlie Burley as well. I've not put all of them on the screen or read all of them out. But Dow's going for a Williamson win. He's local lad to him. So... Good luck with that one, mate. Support your guy. Um, checkmate boxing, you haven't let me down. I knew you was going to Let's see how it goes. And I listen, Twitter's going to explode on yeah. Sunday Sunday morning for us um, in the UK and Saturday night for, for the US fans. So listen, I can't wait for it because I want to see the end of this uh, if it is going to be the end. But listen, it's going to be carnage. So if, if, if you're... It's not one for the faint-hearted, so some people might want to stay away from social media um, unless they want to get involved in it. But it's going to be an interesting one. But we're going to be back here on Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. And we're going to be going 
through our review of that fight and listen what we're going to be talking about who knows we, we could be talking about anything on uh, as regards of how that fight's gone but i can't wait for it dave it's going to be a great talk as well and i hope some of the people that are tuned in now um are going to tune in and and get involved with that as well um I appreciate everyone who's logged on via YouTube. I appreciate everyone who's commented in the chat. Anyone who's sent us any personal message, uh, personal messages about the pod. We haven't been going for that long now, but we, we're getting right into it now. We're starting to do some via live video, of course. We've still got the audio version. And thanks to the, the people that still listen via the audio platforms. Uh, I know there's a few of you out there um, and we communicate on Twitter. So listen, I appreciate all the support from everyone. And we're going to start getting some guests on here soon. So more than happy to have some of you guys out there uh, who, who can come on and chat boxing with us. Listen, it's all about talking boxing. Um, and we'll, we'll get some, we'll get some boxers on as well. Um, and yeah, just, just keep, just keep tuning in and thanks for the support. And listen, it's going to be a great weekend of boxing. Well, I hope you enjoy it as much as I'm going to enjoy it. But Dave, any final words, mate? I've just got one last question. What the fucking hell has Johnny Nelson been smoking? Have you not seen his comments on music? He's an average Southpaw. I switched off when he said that James Tennyson would not tank Davis out. That was it for me, mate. That was it. For Unbelievable. Me. So anything Unbelievable. he says, it just. See you later, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to put up with him much anymore. So, unbelievable. But any other final words, Dave? Before we yeah. Regardless of the result this weekend, just keep it friendly. We don't need all the bollocks. We don't need it. It's, you know, there's people out there who will come looking for it, and the yeah, it's a fight. And, and made the best man win. And at the end of the day, does it affect what you're going to do later that day? <laughs> you know, it's it's not personal. Just enjoy the fight. And if you predict it right, well done. You know, we get them right, we get them wrong. It's, it's just the way the game goes. That's it. Bring it on. And listen, if anyone's putting on any, bet, any bets on on the weekend, good luck. Uh, bring home the money. I wish you luck in that anyway. But listen, enjoy the weekend's boxing. Enjoy the rest of your week. And we will be back on Sunday afternoon. So take care. Yeah, see you next time.